from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson. Welcome to another treatment of the International Sunday School lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, God Promises to Guide. And it's taken from Isaiah, the 48th chapter, verses 3 through 8, and then jumping up to the 17th verse. And it's for January the 15th, 2023, winter quarter, lesson number 7. Now, a little background information. First off, this lesson today is God talking through Isaiah and letting the children of Israel know that he is in control and that he is going to deliver them from their punishments and also too that he is going to bring a completely new thing for them. Now, there are a couple of big points that we want to really underscore from today's lesson. First off is that we need to understand it is God who is in control of the universe. It is not random random acts that happen. It's not random events. It's not anything that we do. It's not any kind of group that uh, we are a member of that is making a difference, making a change, but it is God who is in control of the universe. The other thing that is important for us to realize is that oftentimes Trouble is our teacher, and we learn from the trouble that we are experiencing, okay? But the big thing for us to, to get out of this lesson is, is that God is the one who is in control. We can't ultimately control the important things in our lives. It's really God, God who is in control. Now, years ago, I heard a story about a farmer. He was taking his goat to the market, and he is got his goat on a uh, rain, and he is walking his goat to the marketplace, and he goes by the preacher's house. The preacher says, hey, Farmer Jones, how you doing? And where are you going? He said, well, I'm going to take my goat to market. And the preacher says, you know, you really need to say, if the Lord wills, I'll take the goat to market. And the farmer said, listen here, preacher, I have 
raise this goat. I've raised the food that I have fed this goat. I've cared for this goat. It's And I am the one taking this goat to market. There's no the Lord wills to this. Preacher just looked at him and said, well, okay. And the farmer went on down the road. Well, about three hours later, the farmer comes back up uh, the road, all skin up, tore up, dragging his goat behind him. Preacher says, well, what happened, Farmer Jones? Well, I tell you what, preacher. The dogs got to barking out after my goat. My hand was all tied up in the reins, and the goat took me through the briar patch. Then the goat drug me through the creek. And then the goat drug me through the uh, poison ivy, and I'm all bent up and banged up and everything. So I'm just going to take the goat back home. Preacher says, well, you going to take your goat back to market? And the farmer says, well, yeah, if the Lord wills, I'll take him <laughs> take him tomorrow. And that's something that we need to be uh, aware of. It's only by the Lord's will that we're able to do any of these things. And that's the whole point, one of the main points in this lesson today, is it's, it's God's will that allows things to happen. Now, Isaiah 48, 3 and 4. The former things I declared of old, they went out from my mouth, and I announced them. Then suddenly I did them, and they came to pass, because I know that you are obstinate, and your neck is an iron sinew, and your foreheads brass. Now, it's Important for us to understand, as we are studying the Old Testament, some of the failings of the ancient Israel people. And they had failed multiple times. They had had an ongoing problem with idolatry. And they had had all kinds of problems about that idolatry. And God had punished them. And this book of Isaiah, the prophecies up to this point had been uh, prophesying about the punishments because of their idolatry. And there is going to be consequences from idolatry. And there are going to be consequences in our lives if we don't listen to the Lord. You know, the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 3, 12 and 13 says, Take care, brothers lest there be any of you an un evil and unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God, but exhort one another every day, 
as long as it is called today, and none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And there are consequences for that sin. You know, the book of Joshua, Joshua 23, 14 through 15, reads, And now I'm about to go away of all the earth, and you know in your hearts and souls, all of you, that no one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. But just as all the good things that are that the Lord our, your God promised you, you have been fulfilled for you, so the Lord will bring upon you all the evil things until he has destroyed you from off this good land that the Lord your God has given you. That is, if you're disobedient. They are consequences for evil deeds. Okay? Now, Isaiah 48 and 5. I declared them to you from of old before they came to pass. I announced them to you lest you should say, My idol did them. My carved image and my metal image command them. And see, this was one of the things that the Lord sprung some of this stuff on them to keep them from thinking and thinking that it was their idol that had done it to them. And that it was their idol that worked these great things. So that was one of the things that the Lord had done is to carefully, carefully make sure that it was the prophets of God who prophesied things that did not seem possible when that prophecy was given. And you read the book of Revelation, and there are a lot of that things that don't seem likely. But it is God who is going to bring that to pass so that when it does come to pass, people will know it's not just a coincidence that it happened. Okay? Now, Isaiah 48, 6 and 7. You have heard, now see all this, and you will not declare it. From this time forth I announce to you new things, hidden things that you have not known. They are created now, not long ago, before today you have never heard of them, lest you should say, Behold, I knew them. Now, one of the things that is so marvelous when you read the New Testament is how surprising the gospel story was and how unexpected the events of the gospel story was. 
we know from 1 Corinthians 2, 8 through 10. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And you see, this is one of the things that is so amazing when you read the gospel story, how unexpected all of these events were to everyone. In the same way with uh, the prophecies that Isaiah was giving here about how that the uh, children of Israel were going to be returned and they were going to be restored and all these miraculous things were going to happen along with uh, the coming of the Messiah. And all of these things are so unexpected. And even Isaiah, I believe even Isaiah, when he prophesied these things, did not fully understand the words that he was saying. It is an amazing thing the way the events came together to for the Messiah to come and how that the prophecies in the book of Isaiah are so mind-boggling and would have been so mind-boggling 600 years before Jesus came to this earth and would have been so mind-boggling and amazing and unexpected, okay? Now, Isaiah 48 and 8. You have never heard before. You have never known from of old. Your ear has not been opened. For I know that you would surely deal treacherously and that from before birth you are called a rebel. And that is one of the things that the book of Isaiah is talking about, how that the children of Israel had been so rebellious. Now, before we get on a high horse, it's important for us to understand that we, we were all rebellious. Every last one of us was rebellious. The book of Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, and you were dead in the trespasses in sin in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, 
carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Every last one of us was a sinner. Every last one of us was living in sin. Every last one of us was in darkness. It is by grace we are saved. It is by the conviction of the Holy Ghost that brought us into this. It is by the enlightenment of the Holy Ghost that we have been brought into light. We were in we were dead in our trespasses in sin. We cannot look down on one single person on this earth because we were a sinner just like them. And it's important for us to understand that and have the humility and the meekness to understand that. It is only by God's grace that we are saved. Okay? Now, Isaiah 48 and 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. It is the Lord who teaches us. And it's important for us to understand that in a lot of the ways that he teaches us is through the trials and tribulations that we experience, the chastisement that we experience. You know, Paul told the Romans in Romans 5, 3 through 6, not only that, that we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been giving, given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. It is through the struggle that we learn, and it's the Holy Ghost strengthening us through the struggle that we are learning. And it's, what are we learning? We're learning to depend upon the Lord. We're learning to trust in the Lord God. We're learning to lean to our, not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways to acknowledge him through the difficulty. It is that struggle, that struggle that we are learning. 
And it's from the chastisement that we experience as we struggle through life that we learn. Okay? Now, some concluding thoughts for today. First off, look to God for your deliverance. Look to God for your deliverance. The other thing is to give the credit to God for delivering you. It's not your intellect. It's not your strength. It's not your position in life. It is God's help and mercy that helps you get through things. And the other thing is that hardship teaches us. It's the struggle that makes us stronger. It's getting through the struggle by the help and grace of God and learning to trust in the Lord and not and lean not to our own understanding. Okay? Well, friends, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend. You have been listening to The Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at thegospelmailbox.org.